I'm good, thanks, Andrew. Just, uh, this is a special day for your race club. Of course, no one on track except for essential people, but uh, a rarity indeed for most clubs across the state that every race you have is over the jumps. That's right. So all, all six races um, are over the, the jumps or steeples, um, hurdles and steeples on, on, um, for Grand National. And were you in charge by this time last year or not? Is this your first uh, in-charge Grand National steeplechase meeting? That's right, it is. So, yeah, just took over from Glen McKenzie after Ballarat Cup. All right. You'll, you'll have to keep reminding yourself there's no flat racing. There's no flat racing. We don't have to move anything. It's, it continues to be jumps, 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 because it's something slightly different in just uh, the mentality, isn't it? It really is, yes. And, and look, it's a, it's a fabulous day. Um, it's the grand final for jumps racing, I guess, at the end of the season, and it will be very different for Ballarat to, to host that day. Um, it's generally a day where the, the front lawns are full of roaring crowds and, and the function centres are buzzing, but... Um, Unfortunately, we miss that passionate uh, crowd attendance this year with, with the COVID situation as it is across the whole state and across the country. Now, thanks to eCycle Solutions for their sponsorship of uh, Jumps Racing and the Grand National Steeplechase. You had a meeting, of course, just a few days ago. You're back up again Tuesday uh, coming up. But how are things going? We haven't spoken for a month or so. Uh, what have you done with memberships at Ballarat? I've spoken to a few of the race clubs. That they've just started to realise what they're doing going forward with restrictions. What are you doing at Ballarat? So in Ballarat, our committee have resolved to carry over our membership from the 1920 season until such time as members are allowed to come back to the track. So from that time, we'll work out a pro rata membership based on our current current rates. So we think that's a really fair option to, to everyone that's supporting us. Um, in saying that, we've been buoyed by the support of, of many members who have continued to just pay their full membership and support the club. So, um, you know, we don't have that pressure on everyone, but, but those that have been able to, um, it's a tremendous show of support to be able to do that for us. Now, like many race club managers I speak to every few months, things do change. Since we last spoke, Belinda, I guess you and your staff are wearing masks to work. And, of course, you're now in Stage 3. We're in Stage 4 in Melbourne. So what is Stage 3 been in terms of the impact yourself as a Ballarat resident and the race club role and the staff there as well? Yeah, look, the um, strict protocols from Racing Victoria, which we've worked under since March, continue. Um, the addition of, of masks obviously ca- came into play since, since we last spoke. Um, and that means for all of our essential participants for, for race days um, and, and for day-to-day operations at the Ballarat Turf Club, masks are essential. So, so those same messages of um, social distancing, sanitising and good hygiene, keeping your distance, wearing a mask and staying home if you're not well are the same still for us um, as they should be for anybody else. So pretty important. Um, it's those protocols that have um, ensured that we've been able to continue to race for this period of time. Now, some race club managers tell me they've just got the pack of the uh, little light blue ones and dispose of them each day. Others go online and order colourful looking things. What has Belinda Glass done in the way of mask fashion? So we've got a range of options on the go. So we have a good supply from a very good supporter of the club, Lorch and Dental in Melbourne, have been able to supply us with the single-use masks. And so we have a good supply of those on hand. But we've also supplied all of our staff with a reusable mask as well that they can take care of and wear each day. Um, as well, and, and I've got a couple of different masks that I, I wear, depending on the outfit, maybe, Andrew. There you go. What about life in general in the township of Ballarat? It's been a long time since people from Melbourne could go there for a day trip or so on, but I guess things are 
are slightly different even for people in regional Victoria travelling. But what's the sense in Ballarat itself uh, with COVID and the restrictions? I think, um, look, Ballarat's coping as well as they can, um, like like other regional centres or, or bigger cities. Um, there's certainly been a lot of impacts and... Um, there are going to be businesses that are struggling, and particularly in retail, um, small businesses that, you know, you, we all hope that they can hang on and make it through these restriction periods and, and come out the other side and, and still be there, that Ballarat people can continue to support them. And, and then, you know, when we're able and that cautious approach is, is taken, that um, people outside of Ballarat from, from across the region, across the state and, and from Melbourne can, can support them in the longer term. So many people live in Ballarat and Melbourne vice versa for work and travelling and res- residential and so on. In fact, we have a young producer here, Matty Nevitt, who lives in Ballarat, and he drives to Melbourne each day, and every without fail he gets uh, stopped at the checkpoint going back and forwards. Uh, a lot of people catch the train from Ballarat or drive into Melbourne to work and vice versa. Even restrictions, still there are still people doing that. Is that something that's a talking point? Um, I don't. I think we're probably a little bit removed from that. We we don't have many staff or even contractors that are working on our big projects, um, like the McAvoy Stable Build, um, that are travelling um, from far outside of Ballarat at this point in time. Away from racing, um, though, in the general community, are there those that sort of uh, are hesitant, but they have to come to Melbourne and vice versa? I think that there would be, but I'm probably a little bit removed from that. That's okay. I mean, it's never been a better time to work at a lovely race course in country regions where there's only a few on staff and you have a great vast array of land. It is something uh, that uh, people don't think of. And now in this current climate, I guess it's a lot better than working in an office space. We're chatting to Belinda Glass from Ballarat, the big Grand National steeplechase, all six races over the jumps this weekend. Uh, moving forward, the Tuesday synthetic. Move ahead to the 3rd of September, the Thursday uh, the Synthetic Porter Plant Cup, tell us about that. Um, so the Porter Plant Cup does culminate um, after a series of heats that have been run on the poly track between Pakenham um, and ourselves at Ballarat. And um, the Porter Plant Cup final is going to be held at Ballarat on September 3rd. So Porter Plant are a fabulous uh, local sponsor. Um, Tim Porter used to be on our committee and has continued to support the club Um after stepping down from his role on the committee after many years. And, um, yeah, we're looking forward to that as well. So we, we have some good features still coming up, um, you know, as we lead into spring. Um, you do. Right. So you've got Gold Nugget Day, the Sunday, the 20th of September. You've got uh, the, Ho- yeah, the Hotham, Hotham, that's the 9th Day of October. October yeah. So all yeah. of those meetings are just going to be prestigious in name as opposed to what you can actually do on the day at this stage as far as you understand? They will. So, you know, um, until that September 13 and, and the restrictions from a government perspective are considered, um, we know we won't have patrons um, or, or sort of even owners back on track at that point in time. After that, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but I guess even though they're some of our feature race days, um, just because there's no crowds, it, it doesn't take away the importance for, of the day for, for the trainer and, and for the owners that are involved. Um, disappointing that the owners can't be there, but we'll still have our trophy presentations for the Grand National. Um, you know, there'll be a rug presented to, to the trainer. And um, it, it's still a very important day and, and a day that many trainers would like to be able to take that trophy home at the end of the day and, and have it displayed proudly, I'm sure, in their stables. 
So have you, are you officially a year in the job? How, how, how far into the job are we with you, with your anniversary? Um, just, just since November. Right, so okay. we must be about eight months or okay. so. It is quite amazing. We joked about for a while you hadn't been a manager at a race course without crowds and then the course was revamped and then you've had COVID now. You've, you've dealt with so much, haven't you, since you took over? Who would have thought when Lachlan McKenzie, uh, said you're about to take over officially that the, the, the seven or eight months down the track would have so much for you? It's been a challenging time for sure. So, you know, I'm sure that we'll all learn a lot from this and, um, you know, it, it, it'll be great. It, it will, there'll be lessons for this for, for future and I, I'm sure there's going to be lots of things that I can tackle post COVID that hopefully won't be this hard. All the best, Belinda. Great to chat to you. We'll speak again soon. Good luck with your meeting coming up. Thanks for taking the call. Thanks, Andrew.